You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. And Biden and The View arguing about guns. Oh, they're not arguing. they got a point to be made. And it's funny, actually. We'll, we'll have some fun with it. Is there any evidence at all that Jesus rose from the dead? We'll talk about that with Dr. Ben C. Shaw. He'll join us and discuss it. And it's Easter weekend. And it's a race to see history. That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, radio. As the founding fathers intended, the Lee brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for Mm. joining us. Special time of year. Very special. Indeed. And it's special to see you sitting across from me is Richard Lee. The Lee brothers are the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth on purpose. Where else do you expect me to sit? Well, if you're here, I expect you to sit here. If the show's here, I expect you to be here. And you haven't been. Excuse me. Yeah, I know. Excuse you for being unhealthy. How dare you, quite frankly. All right, we are up and running. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Coming up in the show, we're going to talk about Tony Dungy. What a horrible human being. I mean, to, to even suggest that fathers are important. He should be thrown off the air. It's just ridiculous. But we'll have some fun with that. We'll also talk about how the schools are completely overrun with LGBT teachers. And, I mean, it's we got a personal story. And I didn't get a chance to talk to you, Richard, about it this week. About my daughter in this. And it's just, it's just outrageous. And so we want to cover that uh, coming up in the program in depth and have some fun with it. We also are uh, kind of set the stage here a little bit for the for the weekend. I mean, it is Easter weekend. It's um, very, very, it's kind of a big deal, a couple billion people on the planet. Actually, it's a big deal for every one of you, whether you acknowledge it or not, quite frankly. I mean, you can go around not acknowledging it. Some of you have. We haven't got some clips of you not acknowledging it. So we'll talk about that coming up in the show. And then uh, we got this great interview scheduled. I think it's the bottom of the hour here with uh, Dr. Ben C. Shaw, who is a Liberty University guy, works with Gary Habermas, wrote uh, a a great in-depth study on the historicity of the uh, resurrection. We're going to enjoy this one. So if you do have uh, people wanting to tune in, make sure you run and get them, because in about 25 minutes or so, we'll be talking with him, and it's going to be really, really good. Richard, 2002, you and I were, uh, every time you and I got together, we would talk politics we talked the country it became a passion of ours so we ended up talking to a small radio station with your connection and it started the lee brothers and you and i have been doing this for a very very long time and uh it like i told mojo the daily mojo last week the reason it worked is i'd like to say that it's because you, you know we you and i have unbelievable massive talent in the radio business that has nothing to do with it i think the reason it worked is because a legend in your own <laughs> mind it, it we it, it worked because people love to hear you and i talk that's what happened 
And once they, well, they uh, once they heard you and I argue about stuff, when and they heard us argue yeah. and talk, they loved it. We had some good times. You know, people agreed with us. Some people didn't, but uh, they joined right in. If we were having a uh, Hatfield McCoy's type feud going on, that's a good point. People would join right in with us, one way or the other, and we had a really good time. Well, I want you to just share. I mean, I think the audience bombard me with emails, and I know sometimes you're hard to, to, to reach. I mean, you're in the hospital. You're, you've got other medications going on. Just the update on you would be, I mean, because I, you know, I sit here in this studio, and it's a lonely. It's lonely without you, and I want you lonely, here. Lonely, lonely. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Where was that? Where was that last week? I was so missing entirely. Lonely. So, what? What is? What's your situation? Where are we with Richard Lee and, and your health? I am alive and breathing here today. I, uh, I've been, you know, over the years, I've had so many different kinds of illnesses come on. Uh, everything from prostate cancer to pancreatic cancer so a little bit of skin cancer going on all kinds of you had a massive car accident that nearly took your life yeah i had a head-on collision which that was ugly but um anyway i had a uh mild brain injury from that i guess you best way to call it uh I've had a lot of stuff going on over the last twenty years. Yeah. Um, well, in the last the last five to ten, maybe maybe five have been the most critical. Um, it's what's kept you away from. Well, you, you know what? You're right. I mean, you've you've been. It, it has been longer than five years. It's been probably ten. Where, um, you know, just the simple things of getting to the studio sometimes became difficult. But what has happened in the last in the last just let's just say last couple years. It it has made it difficult for me to get to the studio sometimes. There have been so many days I'd have a surgical heart procedure done, and they'd finish up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'd show up at uh, our old station an hour and a half later, ready to go on the air. Uh, you, you know, it, I did not yeah, I remember that. I remember miss you walking. a day unless it was 100% Fair. necessary. No doubt, that's true. I had to, I had to miss it, and I I hated to miss it. But there's just been so many things going on with me, um, and I fought. I have fought the good fight, I guess you'd say. I uh, currently have this. Um, oh crap! What's that stuff called, Mark? What are you talking about? What, well, give us a hint so we can kind of help you. Yes, I now. Uh, oh, oh, you know, okay. I've always heard cirrhosis, cirrhosis of the liver. It's caused by alcoholic beverages. That's not necessarily true because. Well, it is true. It, you can't have cirrhosis. It can, of the liver. It can yes. be caused by alcoholic beverages, but not in my case. Not in yours. I've not. never been much of a drinker, uh, or a doper, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, I now have cirrhosis of the liver. And that's been caused by all of these medications, medications. they put me on after the uh, Whipple procedure, which is pretty hairy. They go in and take out your pancreas and your 
spleen or you know, duodenum, part of your, your intestines. Your guadalcanal, all the rest of it, part right? Part of your uh, stomach. They take all this stuff out of you and it, to attack pancreatic cancer. And we did a good job attacking it. Well, fact, you're, you're, you're living proof that you can live without a pancreas. And there are people who always tell you you can't live without a pancreas, and your answer is... <laughs> that's a, sci- down that's a scientific term, by the way. Pony with me. My daughter, uh, I remember one night, Rescue Squad showed up to pick me up. I don't remember why, but obviously it was a medical issue. <laughs> they showed up to get me, and my daughter was there, my youngest daughter. I guess she was in her late teens. And anyway, the Rescue Squadsman said, Tell me what's going on with him, with your dad. And she said, well, they took his pancreas out a few months ago. They did this, they did that. And she laid out all of this medical history. And the guy's sitting there getting his head all cocked with this smart-ass look on his face. And I, I tell you what, I thought Miranda was going to rip his head off and kick it around the room because she straight up told the guy, he said, you cannot live without a pancreas. She said, well, somebody better tell him that because he's been doing it for a few years now. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. Richard, you are a living proof of of an amazing guy with an incredible attitude about life. I mean, all the things that have happened to you, and I try to explain this to Thank people, you. and they're just like, there's no way all that's going on in his life. I mean, you're a diabetic. You've got cirrhosis of the liver now. You don't have a pancreas. You've had multiple t- times of battles with cancer and beat every single one of them. And I've never had, I'm not bragging, but it does sound like I am. I've never had chemo or radiation. And uh, I'm saving that for the very final battle. Um, I'm, I am not going to give up the fight. I'm not going to give up the battle. I'm going to be around for a while longer. The, uh, Mark went with me to the last doctor. I asked him, I said, well, the cirrhosis stuff, how about a, you know, can, can I have a uh, transplant? transplant? And he's like, no, no transplant for you. I, because I had had cancer Strange. in the pancreas and in the prostate with no chemo, no radiation, you know, all that time, I thought I'm doing myself some good here. I'm saving my uh, last big guns for the final battle. And uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, no, you can't have a transplant. Can't do it. Well, we got to fight and that. I said, okay, so why is that? He said, well, you're just kind of kind of hosed. You can't have a transplant on a liver. Um because you've already had that organ taken out and this organ and that organ. And I've had a bunch taken out. I call it uh, Richard Lee's power diet. It's a weight loss program. Yeah, it really is. Well, But anyway, they, they tell me you could uh, – I said, well, if, that's the, if I can't have a transplant, not even – you know, I've always heard of liver. You can get a little chunk of liver from someone – Slap that bad boy up in your body, and it'll grow back because livers do that are cool like that. But anyway, he <laughs> said, uh, 
No, you can't have a transplant. You're kind of hosed. And nice. I said, uh, well, how long do people typically live after you hose them this way? And he was like, well, you could possibly be around for five more years, possibly five years. Beyond that, not going to happen. So we'll see. This is what we'll I'll see about that. This is what I wanted you to share with us right now. Prayers for Richard Lee. Good to see you here, bro. Um, man, it's hard to believe that that diagnosis is even real. It's not. You've gotten worse diagnosis in the past, and guess what? I'm still here. You're still here, and you are not going anywhere. I'm not. I am not going anywhere. People that have had the procedure done, taking out the you know, pancreas and the spleen and the duodenum and the part of the stomach, part of the intestines. They typically don't live but a few months. They really don't. They don't they're not around. And if somebody sat me down and said, hey, we're going to do this, you know, half a million to million dollar procedure on you. And, uh, you know, we need to get some specifics from you on how you want to be buried and everything because people don't live with this. Unbelievable. I would have said, well, then why in the world would you even offer it to people if they don't live with it? You know, and they said, well, you know, it's your choice. <laughs> Still, it's kind of ridiculous. So anyway, I'm going to be around for a very long time. I thank everybody for their prayers and their kind thoughts. Over the years, I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer, and a lot of people have prayed long and hard for me. No doubt. And uh, I'm here today because of that. So thank you all. And uh, It won't end. Keep on keeping on and have a blessed Easter. This is one of the most precious ones. Precious holidays of the year. It really is. And uh, You're the best, dude. Love you lots. All right, coming up, let's talk about Easter, shall we? It's the race, the race to see history. Missing your mojo? Just go to mojo50.com for on-demand podcasts. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker, made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo 5 Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Just like masks and COVID, 
The Lee brothers are never going away on Mojo50.com. Times I've called your name some broken night And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time I get amnesia I forget that you keep coming around There ain't no way you ever It was a race A race to see history But who would get there first? It was barely light enough to even see, let alone run. Oh, but they ran. And they ran faster and faster. They had to know if what Mary said was true. John won. He got there first. He was more eager to see, or perhaps more eager to confirm could it be could it be he thought could it be that Mary was right Peter was right behind him but it was John that saw first the stone was moved the guards are gone Mary Magdalene was right someone had taken the Lord's body but John noticed something else The grave clothes, they were still there, even separated by the head wrap, but but why? Why why would someone take the body and leave the grave clothes? Unless, Unless perhaps, could it possibly be, could it be that someone after all didn't take him? Perhaps Peter finally caught up. He couldn't wait to see. Breathing heavy from the run, he paused and went into the tomb. Immediately, he believed. He saw the undisturbed clothes. He remembered the third day. He did exactly, exactly what he said he would do. Christ was alive. But he asked himself, what about the others? Will they believe? He turned to John and said, the others, we must tell them quickly. Peter and John ran to tell what they have seen. Peter began to think, what about Thomas? What will it take to convince him? Will he and the others believe us? They found Thomas hiding with the others. Thomas was astonished at the news, as were they all. This can't be, he shouted. Weeping, Thomas said, I saw him die. I will not believe you unless I can put my finger in his wounds. Suddenly, before Peter could speak, Jesus appeared. Standing before them, Thomas fell to his knees and shouted, My Lord and my God, he has risen. He has risen indeed. Happy Easter. From the Lee Brothers. i
annual tradition from the Lee brothers outside the capital, the Commonwealth, Virginia. Is it folly? Is it just strictly pure folly? Is that what we're told the cross is foolishness to those who don't believe? Of course, it just might be for many. If you imagine standing on a, with a friend on the side of the shore of a dangerous raging river, and that friend looks at you and throws himself in the river and says, this is how much I love you, you would consider that man insane. Unless your position was different. In other words, if you were in the river drowning and that person jumped in to save you, then you would consider that man a hero. So I, I guess one of the questions on this Easter weekend is what is your position? Are you in the river drowning or are you standing on the shore mocking the man trying to save nothing because you don't know your position? It's amazing what this weekend means for over a billion people on the planet and for those who don't even believe. We talked about that as we opened up the show. But not everyone really knows what Easter's all about. Little man on the street interview caught up with some people. What year did Jesus die approximately? I couldn't tell you. Just roughly. 1500, 1200s. 1300. 1300. 1300. <laughs> what year approximately did Jesus die? I have no idea. Was it like the 1200s? <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Did, do we know there's this thing called AD and BC? Do, do, do we know this thing? Do we know that sometime that there was an, a, a capstone in the arch of history that changed everything by the name of. So you have to know. That's when he lived. You don't know that? I mean, forget the whole idea of the Christian concept of Easter. For someone to say, when did Jesus die? If you are a thinking human being who is engaged in history at all at any level, any level, even if you wonder what World War II is, you have to know the dates of things and know, don't you? Am I missing something? Doesn't that sound logical, Richard? I mean, was, I mean, you don't have to be, you don't have to know the exact death of Jesus to know that it wasn't in 1300. But you, but you should know the ballpark. <laughs> it's AD, <laughs> it, dude, it's A, with, the entire history is marked around this. A.D. and B.C. It seems quite simple. 1300s, just roughly. No help, no help. This is only you. <laughs> just roughly. What year did Jesus die, approximately? Idea. You can get Come on, 1300s. Here. 1300s. What year approximately did Jesus die? No help. No, no help. help. Well, Jesus. I mean, is there anyone else around that can really help him? I'm come on, let's be honest here. Is this is this folly on its own? And actually, in some ways, it kind of breaks your heart when you look at the situation. And you think, hang on a second, what is really going on here? How did how did this end up like this how did we end up like this it's, it gets worse it gets worse Here, here's another example do you know what what's the reason people celebrate easter yes because oh my god so because jesus brought lazarus back from the dead is that correct what, what do you think the meaning of easter is i don't know just to eat candy i don't know do you candy. know why people celebrate easter do you know the reason behind it candy Magical egg. It's candy again. Have we we screwed this up this bad? (laughs) It's all Easter's about candy. Boy, I tell you what, the marketing must have really captured some people. You know what I mean? I mean the the Bradbury Bunny, uh, the chocolate Easter bunnies. 
It continues. It gets worse. They thought what the net is the bird, right? No, no, it's a bunny. Do you know why it's a people bird. celebrate Easter? Do you guys know why? No, no, no. Do you, why do you think people celebrate Easter? I don't know. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> do you know why? Why do people celebrate Easter? A lot of different reasons. Okay, well, what's what's no, one of them? No, no, no. no. There's a, do- a lot of different reasons. There's really one reason. Now, if you want to make it about something else, I guess you can. We celebrate it because of our religion, right? What's the most important part about Easter? It's, uh, oh, God. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Governor's church and for- So I don't want. Uh, about the resurrection? Yeah. How about, how about anything? Just anything other than, I don't know. And it's not, I'm not condemning these people. They don't know. So what does that say about our culture, our society, where we've come, where we're going? I mean, if you don't know, and it's fair to say you don't know. It's fine. But it's really an indictment in our culture. Christianity, by the way, declined at a rapid pace the last two years. Why is that? Missing something there? What are the consequences of a godless, Christianless society? The atheists are having their convention in Atlanta this weekend. Nearly every single one of them are Marxist. Leninist communists. Oh no, there's a problem that could be coming. All right, coming up, interview with a master who understands the resurrection with uh, Ben C. Shaw. Check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 50. Mojo50.com. We built this city. Yes, we did. <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. to the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The city on the day. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes his far left, as far <laughs> left as I can get. Is Richard Lee. All right, check us out, theleebrothers.com, up and running, theleebrothers.com. Click on uh, our page, it takes you right to the Good Friday video. This one's done by John Piper. I promise you, it's, uh, it's called a sermon jam. I don't know if you're familiar with these things. And if you're not, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. It's worth four minutes of your time on this glorious Easter weekend. Another video there for your watching and listening pleasure. Bring the Bart Bucket out. It's your preschool teacher. It's now rapidly a LGBT advocate, and your kids are going to know about it. Mm-hmm. That video is all at mojo50.com. Click on it. It takes you right to our page, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Com. All right, it is a glorious Easter weekend, and many of you, uh, we just played the clips, don't have a clue what it's about. But in case you're wondering, there's this, uh, what ends up happening on Good Friday is uh, Jesus is put to death on the cross, and then three days later on Sunday, something miraculous happens. He uh, rises, raises from the dead. Now, many people are like, well, Scott and Richard, you guys may believe that, and it's very cute of you to do so, but come on. Have you ever seen anyone raised from the dead? Have you? Hmm? And by the way, this is radically not even scientific. I don't know what's wrong with you people. It's just not possible. But is it? 
Join us right now to help the Lee brothers. Um, we need help a lot. I think I do more than Richard. Richard's got this one. <laughs> That's right. We do. Is uh, Dr. Ben Shaw. He is, um, he is a teacher at the Colorado Christian University and works with a researcher for Liberty University, which we're huge fans of, with Gary Habermas. I think he joins us right now. Doctor? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi. Hey. Thanks for joining us. Yes, no problem. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I appreciate your time on a on an Easter weekend. I know you have a lot going on too. So I, I know I know you wrote a great uh, uh, I think it was a, a research paper of some sort talking about uh, this entire topic about the the historicity of the resurrection. Would it be too bold to ask the opening question? Is there good facts and evidence for the historical event of the resurrection? Is that too bold? Uh, broad of a question no no that was that was the topic of my master's thesis um where i started studying to see what what is it we could know about jesus's resurrection uh, from a historical perspective and fortunately uh, at liberty university happens to be the world's uh, leading scholar on the resurrection which is gary habermas and um i actually just a quick backstory i actually came to liberty just because they had a they had a hockey race and I was a hockey player, so I came there. Is that right? And I started asking questions about God. Yeah, and I found out this guy, Gary Habermas, he introduced himself as the former hockey coach. So I was like, oh, that's neat. And uh, then I came to find out he's one of the world's experts on the resurrection. So I started, uh, that was one of the areas I had questions on. And so I ended up doing my master's thesis on Jesus' resurrection well, from wait, a let historical me, point of view. And Yeah, let me interrupt you real quick. Is it? It's, are you saying you went to Liberty University for hockey as a non-believer? You were not a Christian? I was a I was a not discipled Christian would be a good way to put it. Um, I was uh, my babysitter had a big influence uh, on me growing up, but uh, I wasn't discipled. Uh, living in I'm from Fort Lauderdale and uh, didn't didn't get discipled, but God had little oasises for me along the way. Yeah. Um, and then someone asked me if I wanted to go to Liberty, and I was like, No, you know, if I if I want to start learning about God, I'm sure I can do it here. And they were like, no, they have a hockey rink. And I was, then all of a sudden I got interested. Is it fair, uh, is it fair to say I, that, that uh, the, the facts and evidences that point to the resurrection were compelling to you to change your course of your faith? Well, I, I don't, it didn't, uh, it's a good question. If it changed my, I would say it grounded it. Um, I really didn't have a full grasp on what the resurrection was or what it meant or um, uh, at that time. And then as I started uh, when I started to study it and see, well, this is a real event that happened in in space and time, and we can know it because if it happens if it happens in the world, it's going to leave historical uh, evidence for it. And so those were the things that I was interested in. And what Habermas has done is he's he's done something that's essentially revolutionized how people, examine the resurrection and it's called the minimal facts approach and what he does is he's got a, a list of several facts that are agreed upon by scholars from all sorts of different theological backgrounds whether they're believers unbelievers skeptics atheists uh, anywhere in between and uh, there's a list of facts uh, that he's he's been developing over the course of 30 years or so and uh, i started examining those facts myself and that's what my master's thesis is was my first attempt at at uh, getting a foothold on all of those facts. So the minimal facts approach is really easy. Um, you want data or events 
that are highly evident, multiple lines of evidence, and two, that they're widely agreed upon by scholars from different backgrounds. So those are the two, two key criteria there. Minimal and facts. With that, you get called minimal facts, The right? minimal facts approach. Yep, yep. And uh, with that approach, you get, to, you get to use data that whether someone thinks the Bible is the inerrant, inspired word of God, whether they think it's, it may not be the inerrant, inspired word, but it's pretty reliable, or if someone thinks the Bible is totally unreliable, there's still the scholars and skeptics, uh, the scholars who are skeptics are still going to agree to these data. And uh, so those are, that kind of got my attention because I was yeah. like, all right, I need, a, I, need a, I need a foothold here to figure out what's going on and uh, what's common ground. Where do scholars start from? Um, so I started looking at those data. Uh, Habermas and Lacona actually have a great book together called The Case for the Resurrection. And that was the book for me that actually kind of got me started on this. I highly recommend that book. Um, and uh, Habermas, I'll just put this out here because we just finished it about a week or two ago. I say we, but it's actually he. Um, he uh, completed his first, uh, submitted his first volume, one of uh, potentially four or uh, projected four volumes on Jesus's resurrection. And it's all on the evidence for the resurrection. And uh, I'll just put it conservatively. It's several hundred pages long. Wow. And uh, yeah, so my little, my little hundred pages covering everything, uh, you know, like I said, it's a, it was a nice first, uh, first run at it for me. But, uh, you know, we want to know what are, what are some of those details there? Um, and the first, probably one of the best evidence, best attested facts of Jesus's life is his death. You know, today, uh, you know, Good Friday. Um, there's just so many good, strong arguments for it. Um, for example, it's multiply attested. So skeptics like Bart Ehrman, who's one of the more well-known New Testament scholars, yep. uh, he he cites about twelve to uh, twelve to sixteen or fifteen different sources that attest to Jesus's death by crucifixion. And you know, these are all the, the historical principles. Are a lot of them are kind of commonsensical or intuitive. I shouldn't say commonsensical today because common sense, <laughs> you know, that may be a different discussion for a different time, but um, they're, they're intuitive. You know, we want multiple independent witnesses if we have them. Right. Um, we, want, we want the people to report the events, you know, relatively soon after they saw them. Um, if there's some embarrassing features, you know, people don't tend to offer up, you know, embarrassing components. Um, so things like that, if you're, if you're uh, an enemy, and, you know, you're saying something positive about the other person. Usually there's there's some legitimacy to it. So, so those are, you know, those are just common things. Isn't the most obvious, this is what I tell people all the time, it's the most obvious to me is if he in fact did not rise from the dead, where is his body? This is what I always, wouldn't it be simple if they, if he in fact did not, if Christ did not rise from the dead, then couldn't they just go to the tomb and say, there he is. I mean, in fact, they even Absolutely. made a lie. They made a lie saying that the disciples stole the body because they knew it wasn't there. Correct? Absolutely. Yes, that's exactly. So, yeah, that's that's part of the reason why virtually nobody today holds that uh, either the disciples or somebody else stole the body. Um, because it, it'd be hard to keep a lid on something like that for number one. Uh, for number two, like you just said, they they admit to it. So that's a form of enemy attestation, like we were just talking about, uh, because the enemies are they're trying to explain why the tomb is empty. They're not denying that it was that's right. empty. So again, you have this problem of Jesus's body not being there. Uh, but you also have 
uh, guys like James and Paul, um, James, Jesus's brother, who was a skeptic during Jesus's lifetime, he, he becomes a believer. What's going to account for that? But even more so is Paul, who was a persecutor of the church. And so, and, and I, I mentioned earlier, you know, when I went to Liberty, I hadn't been discipled. I, I wasn't conversant with who Paul was or his background. And then you find out he was a persecutor of the church. And then we have all his writings in the New Testament. And it's just uh, mind-blowing. So, you know, he probably thought the disciples stole the body. So what's going to account for his conversion? Because, you know, as a persecutor, he, he's not believing it. And he's going after the church. And yet he has an experience with the risen Lord. And now he's the, the most uh, outspoken follower of Christ. I, you know, I don't want to say most outspoken, but he's one of the, the leading apostles. So, um, you know, is, is it Paul safe and to... James, they create so many problems for naturalistic theories. <laughs> That's true. That's nice. That's a nice problem they've they, they, they made for everybody. That's right. Is That's it, right. Is it, is, it, um, is, it, is it safe to say that if you don't believe in the resurrection, that it's not because the evidence isn't there? Uh, that, that's just going to vary case to case. Some people may not know the evidence. They may have, like, uh, I, I was explaining to someone the other day, um, you know, growing up, a lot of my, and unfortunately, it seems like this may be the experience for people today, their their exposure to Christianity is what they see on TV. And oh, it's not, not the good. most positive. Yeah, most no That's right. That's right. And uh, so my era was televangelists getting in trouble. It seems like, you know, it's just like not too... Uh, yeah, they don't want any part Nothing of that. Actually, it's a great thing. it's a great challenge yeah. for us as believers to uh, to be examples uh, that that are worthy of that, and that's the big challenge for many mm-hmm. of us. I mean, quite frankly, you know, we do a political show here as much as it's a cultural show, and you know, a lot of times we have to check ourselves here: are we being a witness, or are we being just bombastic and arrogant and stupid? Which, by the way, we've done. I'm just mm-hmm. saying in general. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that, well, absolutely. I mean, so. With the resurrection, that's when I started studying this. It... Oh, please tell me we didn't just lose him in the middle of the most important point he's going to make. No, we didn't. Doctor's still there. I can't hear him. Is he? Is he gone? How? Let's, how preposterous! Like I think he is gone. That's pre- that, That's preposterous. <clears throat> okay, he's coming back. We switch him back. Yeah. Doctor, you there? You got me. Can you? Yes. Hear me? Yes. It's unbelievable. Right. That's a, I it, just made. I just said something that I'm sure was really good, but I totally <laughs> forgot. That's what we were saying too. It's like, come on, <laughs> it was, it was, just start over. <laughs> you made history there. For uh, a yes. I, I was just saying from act, the, the 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 convicting part continually for me is is the resurrection because Acts seventeen thirty to thirty one Paul's going around and he's sharing about Jesus's resurrection. And he says it's the resurrection that proves that Jesus is going to return as judge. And there's a moral component that is just so tied to that, that God cares how we treat one another. And um, it's important how we treat one another. So, um, and if you're wanting to, how does we can look at the Sermon on the Mount, and so many people can can look at those sorts of things, but um, it's his resurrection, his defeat of death, to say, you know, don't don't fear those who can kill the body. I've defeated death. Um, But I am coming as judge, and this is my kingdom, and I, I want you to love one another as, you, as I've loved you, like a Romans 5, 8, for example. Right. So um, just continually convicting, and like you said, it, it does keep us—the uh, grace that you mentioned there, uh, where we've all done stupid things, maybe being prideful or arrogant or whatever the case may be, 
it's God's grace that, uh, you know, that we get forgiveness, yeah. not anything we've done, but we get forgiveness through him. No doubt. Um, so just an, uh, an amazing component yeah, to it as a, well. And no doubt about that. It's a perfect message. Uh, Ben, how can people find out more about you? Uh, <laughs> not easily. Uh, I would recommend they just go to GaryHabermas.com and, 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 uh, there's so much free information on there. It's amazing. Um, I would just go to, to GaryHabermas.com or RisenJesus.com. That's Mike Latona's um, yes, great. website. We talked to him. Tons of information on there. Those, yeah, those guys have been immensely influential in my life, just seeing how they, uh, um, how dedicated they are and how they, they try to help everyone they can, uh, as busy as they are. So, so let me just, let me just um, spell that would be my recommendation. Let me just spell Habermas. It's H-A-B-E-R-M-A-S. H-A-B-E-R-M-A-S. Gary Habermas. And I've got two of his books on my shelf. Dr. Ben Shaw, thanks, man. Great, uh, great stuff. Appreciate you. And uh, go have a phenomenal Easter weekend, sir. Have yes, sir. You holiday. too. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you for joining us. Thank you us. so much. You bet. Come Thank back you. anytime you'd no like. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That is Dr. Ben C.F. Shaw. He is a truly <laughs> great American. All right. Coming up, um, a radical switch to Joe Biden and ghost guns. <laughs> that in 72 seconds. That's the sound they make. LeeBrothers.com. <laughs> TheLeeBrothers.com. <laughs> the greatest living collection of freedom fundamentalists. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Scott and Richard Lee. Using the men's room their entire lives. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. If I told you my story, you would hear hope. They wouldn't let go. Happy Easter from the Lee Brothers. Was that not uh, was that not good stuff right there? It's amazing. So he's an amazing man. He mentioned a book, and I, I'd like everyone to go get it. The case for the resurrection. I mean, it. I'm telling you, you better be careful with it. It just might uh, make an impact in your life and change the way you think. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> I don't want that. If Come it on, would change the world. Uh, change wouldn't the, it be awesome? Exactly. 
So there is, uh, there's a lot of ignorance, and that's not a bad word. It's just there's a lot of ignorance about Easter, a tremendous amount of it. And right here in this room, and, and Doctor Ben, yeah, right, <laughs> and Doctor Ben Shaw um, gave some clarity to it because it's greatly needed. Do you think if we had stricter gun control laws that Lee Harvey Oswald would not have been able to shoot Jesus, or would he have still used a gun on the black market? He still would have used a gun. He still would have been able to get a yeah. gun to shoot Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think if we had stricter gun control laws that Jesus would still would have not been killed? <laughs> I don't know. Is this for real? It all depends. If someone wants a gun, they're going to get it and use it. But, I mean, if there were stricter gun control laws, would Lee Harvey Oswald have gotten the gun that killed Jesus? Do you think? Or do you think that would have prevented him shooting Jesus? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Would that have stopped Lee Harvey Oswald from shooting him, do you think? Because he would have needed a background check to get the gun? <laughs> okay. No. A lot of misinformation going on about... Where uh, do you find these people? And, uh, I'm t- uh, where are they, right? You kick over a rock and somebody calls out and goes, Jesus was shot with a gun. Uh, unbelievable. Well, you know what? The, the issue is these people are listening to the wrong things. Uh, Joe Biden this week came out and talked about how great it was that... Um, that uh, ghost guns are being stopped. He's going to try to stop the ghost gun. Ghost gun. We don't even know what the ghost gun is. It's a, it's a gun without serial numbers, he says. I mean, it's awful threat. But anyway, th- this got a conversation happening on The View, which might be, can I say this in the most Christian of attitudes on, on uh, Easter weekend? The dumbest show on TV, full of the dumbest people ever, trying to make the case for guns and listen to this. So we are 103 days into 2022, uh, and there have already been more than 130 mass shootings in America this year alone. Did you know that? That sounded so high to me. Yeah. That's because it's crap. 130 mass shootings? Have you heard of one except the subway thing last week? That's it? What are you talking about? Where does she get this stuff, and how does she get away with just saying stuff like that? And by the way, that if it were true, it would obviously be the gun's fault. I mean, obviously, right? I mean, it can't be people. I mean, people don't do this stuff. The guns do. If you leave them on your porch, they're going to run around and shoot people. It's the most insane thing. But that's where it begins. It, it gets worse. This is a tragic and uniquely American problem, it seems to me. I don't Except understand not true. why we can't solve this problem. I mean, Julia said to me uh, as we were coming out, they don't have this problem in countries where there aren't guns all over the place. <laughs> but those countries do not have Listen a Second Amendment. And oh, that's the difference. Darn it. Those other countries. Don't. I wonder if Ukraine would be wondering if they had a Second Amendment before the whole thing ended up happening. Wow. This stupid country and its Second Amendments in a way. It's a constitutional unalienable right to be able to protect yourself. These people actually believe if the Second Amendment wasn't there, listen to this, the logical step, if the Constitution didn't enumerate it and didn't put it in there, then the government could and would and should disarm you. Think about that. That's what they're arguing. That is unbelievably scary. Disarm everyone. Take all of the guns. If we didn't have guns... Melt we w- them down into plowshares. If we didn't have guns, people wouldn't get shot. That's the most unbelievably ridiculous statement ever. Of course, if we didn't have cars, people wouldn't be die in car accidents. 
If we didn't, if we didn't have trees, trees wouldn't fall over and kill people. It's the most. That is ridiculous. It's also under the assumption that you could get rid of all guns. You can for the law abiding. Then what? These people, I just don't. It's such an emotional argument. It's annoying. You want to hear more? So if guns had never been invented, we wouldn't be having this conversation because the word gun would not exist. Well, if you even go that far, April 19th, 1775 was a shot heard around the world because the British came to take, guess what, guns. They came to get ammunition and firearms from the colonists. That started the Revolutionary War. Hmm. So you're right. If there were no guns, there would be no nothing. I mean, it's just, it's the most ridiculous. People don't understand the nature of humanity. Humanity is evil and desperately wicked. And by the way, you need to be able to protect yourself from those people. And government is the worst of those people. I mean, Thomas, Thomas Paine's the one that said government at its very best is a necessary evil. At its best. Certain groups of government. Certain departments. Right. Anyway, that's just the beginning. We'll try to get to more in 62 and a half seconds at LeeBrothers.com and LeeBrothers.com. Give us your poor, your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience, a unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. This is the Lee Brothers Radio Program. I think it's dangerous. I think you're dangerous. <laughs> I think the view is dangerous. I mean, you listen to that stuff, it hurts. I mean, it's painful. We might have lost some brain tissues in the last segment. You may have. It burns a little bit. Seem to lose them every show just about. You mean what? But I don't, I don't understand the view. I don't understand why the network lets them air that show. Um, oh, my gosh. The network's in on it. People sit there and get all fired up over that show. It just doesn't make any sense. But it's just, I, I guess the ignorant flock together. They don't want to be thinking about that. Listen to what Joe Biden said about a couch and a gun. If you buy a couch you have to assemble, it's still a couch. <laughs> if you order a package like this one over here, 
that includes the parts you need, the direction of assembling a functioning farm, you bought a gun. Take a okay, that's good. Interesting. Did he figure that out? I, I don't know stuff. how he did that. The data on that, I it's guess, amazing. He, he pulled him aside and said, I want you to make an analogy between a couch and a gun. All these years of experience he has in government, <laughs> and it took him all of these years to get to that point where he can tell you a couch is a couch and a gun is a gun. You get a half a couch, it's still a couch. You get a part of a gun, it's still a gun. Yeah. What's your point? Should we should we have serial numbers on couches too now? Unbelievable. Did you see that recent picture of uh, Hunter Biden? He's looking at his dad like, Dad, it's going to be okay. We're going to get out of this crap. You'll see. Leebrothers.com. Leebrothers.com. You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. Tony Dungy made a mistake. You just don't stick up for fathers in today's culture. What's wrong with you? Why is the media, why is the media so scared of a uh, unfettered Twitter? They're frightened. They're like little kids. They can't control it. Exactly. And they hate it. And your school teachers are all in on the LGBT. It's just, it's bad, folks. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us. This lovely, very important, mm. very important day. And uh, Easter's coming. We want to make sure everyone knows the Lee Brothers are wishing them a very special Easter. In fact... Save some Easter eggs for us. It is the race. It was a race. A race to see history. But who would get there first? It was barely light enough to even see, let alone run. Oh, but they ran. And they ran faster and faster. They had to know if what Mary said was true. John won. He got there first. He was more eager to see, or perhaps more eager to confirm. Could it be? Could it be, he thought. Could it be that Mary was right? Peter was right behind him. But it was John that saw first. The stone was moved. The guards are gone. Mary Magdalene was right. Someone had taken the Lord's body. But John noticed something else. The grave clothes. They were still there, even separated by the head wrap. But but why? 
Why, why would someone take the body and leave the grave clothes? Unless, unless perhaps, could it possibly be, could it be that someone after all didn't take him? Perhaps. Peter finally caught up. He couldn't wait to see. Breathing heavy from the run, he paused and went into the tomb. Immediately, he believed. He saw the undisturbed clothes. He remembered the third day. He did exactly, exactly what he said he would do. Christ was alive. But he asked himself, what about the others? Will they believe? He turned to John and said, the others, we must tell them quickly. Peter and John ran to tell what they have seen. Peter began to think, what about Thomas? What will it take to convince him? Will he and the others believe us? They found Thomas hiding with the others. Thomas was astonished at the news, as were they all. This can't be, he shouted. Weeping, Thomas said, I saw him die. I will not believe you unless I can put my finger in his wounds. Suddenly, before Peter could speak, Jesus appeared, standing before them. Thomas fell to his knees and shouted, My Lord and my God, he has risen. He has risen indeed. Happy Easter. From the Lee Brothers. to have a totalitarian state, a state dictated by tyranny, destroy religion first. Any belief in a higher power is a threat to the state. So if there's a higher law that takes precedent over government, government can't have that. American founders knew that. It's enshrined in our first, essentially the first uh, 10 amendments, our Bill of Rights. But if you have a higher power, it's the exact opposite of what the government wants, which is why atheists are having their convention today on, on, uh, on Easter weekend, because most of them are Marxist, Leninist, you know, complete totalitarianism. So number one is get rid of religion. Number two is gun confiscation, which we talked about with Biden the last hour, and then control over communication, which we'll talk about with Twitter. But number seven on the list of a tra- on your trail to total totalitarianism, school indoctrination. Have we already lost that? It's been going on for years. We gave up on that. School indoctrination. Reagan, Richard, you'll love this story. Or, well, let me just say, I don't know if that's the right phraseology. I don't think you'll love it, but you'll be, you won't be shocked by it. Phraseology? Is that Fra- a real word? Phraseology? I think it is a word. Yes. <laughs> Rich, uh, Reagan, uh, in one of the big public high schools here outside of Richmond, it's got about just shy of 2,000 students in it. So this isn't a small school. But they had a big... Film festival they all went to. So all the classes kind of got together in this one big room, and it was a film class. So all the students got to make their own films and put together a little mini film. So they had maybe 10 little mini films, about four minutes long. Every single film was either about gender identity, 
gay, killing yourself, or transgender kids. Reagan was watching this just going, what is going on? The student who was presenting it was a transgender kid that was massively confused. I think it was a girl wanting to be a guy. Maybe it was the other way around. I don't remember which one she said it was. In high school, okay, which is, you might say, well, it's maybe more appropriate there. It is? When is that ever appropriate? Why would we have this conversation? Why would we have this conversation? This is what's going on in your best high schools right now. This is why I'm saying I have given up. Every single teacher is a whacked. And by the way, Reagan told me that she, she knows three of her teachers are gay. Now, how would she know that? Her teachers are out there right there telling him, I, I'm gay. And I, I mean, why did the teachers or how did the teachers become such radicals? Did the teacher profession that changes and molds kids become a magnet for the radical, stupid, gone crazy left? I, I think so. Here's one example. This is a preschool teacher over social media describing how she teaches her young students fourth grade. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's younger than that. This is an elementary school teacher. How she teaches her students about her personal life. Listen to this. Man, y'all thought me uh, teaching the children about me being Polly was crazy. But not only that, but they also know that I'm gender fluid. Uh at one point last year, I had explained to them that I was not Miss Lois or Mr. Lois. It's just Lois because I'm not a boy or a girl. Yes, you are. And this was all well and good until October when I... It was all well and good. Until, until October. Until October when I guess a parent found out or something. I don't know. We're going to find came out. came to question, which was I? She was like, uh, I don't know. How can this honestly be allowed in school? This is a preschool teacher. Okay, continue. And this was all well and good until October when I also explained to them that I'm pagan, so I am also a witch. And at one point, I had gotten a haircut, and I got in the sides of my mohawk shaved down. That's a great teacher. The sides of her mohawk? Yeah, she had, a, she had her head shaved on one side. The whole head. Just a side of it. I mean, you didn't see the video. I, I, might, I think that's the one we posted at LeeBrothers.com. You can check it out. But it's, yeah, she shaved a part of her head. She comes to class. The four-year-olds and the five-year-olds are confused. One of them asked her a question. Listen to this. And at one point, I had gotten a haircut, and I got in the sides of my mohawk shaved down. And I come into work, and one of the children goes, Lois, are you a boy? You have short hair. And his sister goes, no, Lois is a girl. And a third child, who's my favorite, suddenly yells, no, guys, we've been over this. Lois isn't a boy or a girl. Lois is a witch. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Can I still, can I please have a witch who is, uh, has no gender teach my four-year-old preschooler? Can I, how can I sign up for that? Oh, no, you don't get to sign up for it. This is exactly what we have now. Is this not insane? By the way, don't think for a second that this isn't exactly in your school. I, I'm tired of people saying, oh, my school's not like that. I don't have teachers like that. You're dead wrong. This is everywhere. You want to hear another one? This one will make you even happier. Hi, my name's Alice, and I'm a preschool teacher. 
So my classroom celebrates diversity. It's probably my favorite thing to teach. I bet. We usually use kids' books to talk about this kind of thing. Recently, we started wearing pronoun pins, and the kids get to pick a new pronoun pin every We have some that pick, like, she, her every single day. Do you believe this? Preschool. Preschool, folks. You're a preschool teacher. We have some that change it up. So diversity is really important in my class. So I recently realized that there's a whole lot of really amazing figureheads and people to look up to in this world who aren't white or straight or male or have what have you. And that we should learn a little bit more about these people. Mm-hmm. I think we've learned all we need to know. <laughs> that they're all teachers. This is what has happened. You, you've given your kids to this. You send your kids to this. And they hear it every single day. And you wonder what's going on in our culture and society. The LGBTQ people have taken over the teaching profession. If they haven't, they're radically endorsed it. Every single teacher. Oh, that's too bold. I am telling you, I know this. This is a radical new world. The public education system is completely dead and screwed up. The money ought to follow the kid and it will change this tomorrow. It would change it very quickly. All right, coming up. Uh, COVID still alive and well. We got masks now coming back in certain areas. And Fauci has something to say about it, that in 72 and a half seconds. Fauci, LeeBrothers.com. Missing your mojo? Just go to mojo50.com for on demand podcasts. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with the combination of bourbon and smoke try the new 420 bourbon bowl smoker made in america from recycled bourbon barrels this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke infused taste to your favorite drink each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Radio as the Founding Fathers Intended. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. dreams, chase your heart above all Make a name the world remembers But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams I got lost in the light that it was up to me To make a name the world remembers But Jesus is the only name to remember It is Easter weekend, just outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. I guess it's Easter weekend where you are, too. <laughs> nope, only in Richmond today. Scott figured that out during the break <laughs> all by himself. I'm like, wait a minute. Are we the only ones celebrating Easter? 
Now, we're glad you are uh, with us and joining us. We were just talking about our frustration with social media. It's becoming ridiculous. Facebook has this tendency to, uh, to monitor the show in depth. And it's the first things that come out of our mouth that is not appropriate. They just, block, just you know, shut us off. The problem is their definition of inappropriate is, comes right out of their mind. And most of the time, they have no clue what's appropriate and what's not. But have you been on Facebook? Believe me, there's a tremendous amount of crap I'm not going to be on there much there. longer, I can tell you that right yeah, now. It's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of it, and I'm tired of the, the garbage you see on there. And they'll kick you off in a New York minute. Uh this COVID thing is, I know probably no less than 20 people who have COVID right now. Now, you do not. Why, why would you challenge me on that? It's not a hard thing to challenge. 20 I mean, people. I know at minimum 20. If you got a list in your pocket. No, I, I don't need a list in my pocket. I could probably name off the names, all the people you work with during a week. Or I've gotten all these emails from people saying they've got COVID. Do it. Do what? Name the list? Name I cannot do that on the air. I refuse to, to embarrass these people that they've talked to me. Write it down. I'll name it on the air. <laughs> you would. So every single one of them don't even, they're not in bed. They're not dying. They're not at all uh, even interfered. They went and got a test because they had a sore throat or they had a runny nose, and it turns out it's this new COVID strand. Bada bing, bada boom, new COVID. My youngest daughter Pretty convinced that she has the old COVID, COVID nineteen. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. That would be. She's getting tested. That would be strange. If she has that, that'd be really, really because almost every single case out there right now is this new strand. Almost every one of them. That new. The old strand is old. You know, it's outdated. It's no. It's not posh anymore. It's not cool. Now you know what the China's doing. China, China China, has locked down 25 million people. Talked about this last week a little bit. But they're put these signs up, these warning signs all over Shanghai. Do not post pandemic-related messages online. This is the Chinese government telling the citizens, do not post pandemic-related messages online. What, and they're modern, by the way, just so you know. Do not enter or leave Beijing without permission. These are signs posted Really? Don't leave without permission? Oh, this, this is not, th- this is probably the worst place to be on the planet right now, is China and, and Shanghai or Beijing. Listen to this one. This sign was out there. Spies are among us. Leaks may happen in an instant. Watch your mouth or face punishment. And that's just in New York City. <laughs> that's just Fauci. Fauci. The TSA, which I'm obviously not a very big fan of, has ruled that the the, the mask mandate was supposed to go away. So they're going to make it go another two weeks on, on airplanes and, uh, and airports. And uh, Fauci was asked about it this week and said, oh, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, you know, we need more time to really consider. Two weeks, Fauci? Two weeks? You need more time for that? By the way, can someone explain to me why a flight attendant would wear gloves? What What's the point of gloves? They uh, keep your hands warm. They keep your hands clean. <laughs> That's they, not uh, what I mean. That's not what I mean at all. How you did, asked the question. I, I just did ask the it. question. I'm sorry. I just, I, I want to know too. how the gloves, these rubber, stupid blue gloves that the flat attendant is wearing, who is benefiting from that? Maybe you. Explain how. 
I'm I'm really curious. How did the glove? I mean, she. So the this they touch way, every if single the thing. People were sitting around at home watching television in a gloveless environment, and they started sneezing, coughing, hacking, whatever you want to call it, picking and a grinning. If they started flooding their hands with germs, and then they decided to go out, so they slapped some good old gloves on before they went out of the house, encapsulating all the germs inside their gloves. Then you don't have to worry about walking up and oh, I see. So saying, "Hey, Mister Fauci, or is it Doctor Fauci? Take that glove off and let me rub my hand on your hand." So the flight attendant is protecting me from them. It's supposedly, but in reality, they're not protecting anyone from anyone. It's true. That flight attendant starts at the front of the airplane, touches every single cup, glass, hands it to every single person with the gloves, gets to me, and I'm supposed to feel better if the person's got gloves on. I don't get it. It's ridiculous. But anyway, masking is returning. Columbia University, American University, George Washington University, Georgetown University, and John Hopkins University announced indoor mask mandates starting this April. We're in April. Yeah, they're starting right now. Not this coming up April. No, we're in April. We're in April. So they're going to mask again. So congratulations on masking once again. It's coming back. We cannot allow this. We must fight this with everything in our being. Mask is folly. We knew it's folly. We always thought it was folly. It's been proven to be folly. Otherwise, we would have evidence that masking works. It doesn't, especially on airplanes. Please, somebody... Help us with this entire thing. All right, coming up, more in 72 seconds at LeeBrothers.com, at LeeBrothers.com. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo Five O. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker, made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, This unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 Com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. This is the Lee Brothers Radio Program. There I was, empty-handed, crying out. There's something special going on in Florida, man. I, I tell you, this this Ron DeSantis guy, 
He might be the most uh, impressive governor in the in the country right now. One of the most intelligent in politics today. I just I, I love this guy. I cannot believe how bold he is being, and he's completely right on track. This week, Florida governor signed legislation into law today that prohibits abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. So. Here you are. I don't want them punished for the baby. <laughs> you believe well, there was a president of the United States that said punished something? Punished with a baby? Who thinks that way? Obama. The left thinks that way. Was Barack Obama punished when his daughters were born? Was he? I don't want them punished with a baby. He doesn't want his daughters punished with a baby. That's where Apparently that came from. he was. Punished? That verbiage is so strange. Who thinks that way? I don't want him punished with a baby. I mean, I could see you being punished in other ways, but I don't think anyone has ever tied those two together before. You've got a baby, you're being punished. Like my son who got married last year, if they came to me and said, hey, we're going to have a baby, I said, why do you want to punish yourself? You're going to punish yourself with a baby? I mean, who even thinks that way? If I said that to my son, he'd go, what? What are you talking about? There's no such thing unless you're a radical leftist. HB5 is the bill, protects the rights of the unborn child starting at 15 weeks. Here is what DeSantis said about it. This is a time when babies have beating hearts, they can move, they can taste, they can see, and they can feel pain. They can suck their thumbs, which means they have thumbs and all fingers, and they have brainwaves. So this will represent the most significant protections for life that have been enacted in this state in a generation. Why? Or how could you argue against that? I'm serious. It's not saying you can't have an abortion, but at 15 weeks or later, isn't there a line anywhere in America we can draw on this? We can draw a line on every single fundamental right that the Constitution gives us. We can draw a line on the Second Amendment every single time we can find one. We're going to draw a line. But on life, you can't? It just doesn't seem... Why, why is there an argument against this? I don't want them punished with a baby. <laughs> That's why. That's why right there. It's just, it's unbelievable. So Ron DeSantis continued. He actually had uh, Tony Dungy join him on a bill about fatherhood. And this is, I can't wait to share this with you. It's the most amazing thing. And we'll we'll cover it coming up next. Check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com for a great video on Good Friday. LeeBrothers.com. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 5-0. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. 
Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's my pills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with my pills to go.com. My daughter takes three pills. Check it out today at my pills to go.com. That's my pills, the number two, Guardian Company. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of Mojo. Mojo 5 0. Mojo50.com. We built this city. Yes, we did. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. Uh huh. We built this city on rock and roll. Just at the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the city on the James. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes his far left. Is Richard Lee. Glad you are here, brother. Looking good, sounding good. It's so wonderful Uh, to be here, I can't tell you. I know. It's great. I mean, I appreciate it. It's awesome. Makes this show so much better. Yes, it does. does. (laughs) Who's counting? (laughs) A lot of people say that. I'm perfectly aware. All right, check us out at the uh, Mojo. It's expensive getting them to say it. (laughs) Mojo50.com. Mojo. Mojo. Mojo50.com. When you you go there, click on the Lee Brothers takes you to our page. we got a great, great good Friday video there. Uh, and, And we'll try to actually put another video up about the actual resurrection. The Good Friday video is a sermon jam by John Piper. Great video, worth four minutes of your time. All at mojo50.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Also, you'll see this preschool teacher we talked about in the last segment that was just makes you want to barf. Preschool teacher. How, how do they get hired? Is there a process that we go through to hire teachers anymore? Or are we just like, here, fog this mirror. Perfect. Come teach our preschoolers. Is that what we do now? And um, That's what we've been doing for a very long time. Actually, we have some incredibly talented teachers Find out them. there. You know, there's a bunch in Virginia. We have a lot of good teachers. They're hiding. We have some bad ones, too. Tremendous many. Tremendous many. Tremendous many, as Scott <laughs> just said. And here's the thing. He was taught by one of them. Uh-huh, as you can tell. It's pre- just preposterous. It's just disheartening. Um, by the way, also at the LeeBrothers.com, you'll see why Richard and I are huge fans of the new Egard watches. Egard? Egard watches. I'm not going to tell you why. You have to go check it out. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Tony Dungy, you know, I um, he, in this environment, Tony Dungy can do what he wants. He didn't do it on ESPN. He didn't say it at the football game. He didn't say it after he was the only black coach to win a Super Bowl. He didn't say anything political. But... When he saw a great bill in Florida, he wanted to be a part of it, and so he spoke up. And for that, he's being ridiculed, mock made fun of, and teased uh, because of what possibly could Tony Dungy do to make the left mad? Well, we're going to play the clip for you, but here is uh, what he started to do, and that is Tony Dungy joined Governor DeSantis in Florida at the podium to talk about a bill about fatherhood. And here's what Tony Dungy said. Now, this is really, really tough stuff. I mean, you're going to have to pain yourself to listen to the just audacity of a man to say such things. How dare him? To me, I think uh, the governor just demonstrating that today is awesome. 
Um, I knew it was important. I had a dad who was around me all the time and supported me, and I thought everyone was like that. I got to my job in the National Football League, started interviewing our players, and I, I began to understand not everyone had that same blessing that I had. Um, it really got driven home to me my first year here in Tampa when I got the job. Listen to uh, legendary man here by the name of Abe Brown. Many of you here know the name Abe Brown. He had a prison ministry. He wanted me to go with him, and I went on the first trip expecting to see grizzled, hard, tough, older guys. And what I met were 19 and 20 and 21-year-old kids that looked like my boys. And I remember driving home from that trip and asking Reverend Brown, how, how do those young boys get here? And he told me, it's not socioeconomic, it's That's not nice. racial, it's not education, it's none of that. 95% of these boys did not grow up with their dad. Wow. And that hit me. That hit me very hard. And shortly after that, we were able to start All Pro Dad and really try to do what we could do to help. Wow. What a horrible human being that guy must be. You know, Tony Dungeon's a professed Christian. He's probably enjoying his Easter weekend. Uh, I'm sure he is. Tony Dungy is a great guy. Boy, what controversy did he start? I mean, could you imagine saying something so... Is it really that bad? I mean, come on, people. So here's the reaction. You ready for this? This is um, Keith Oberman from ESPN. Remember Keith Oberman? What a <sighs> he said. Dungy standing there cackling a f- with a fascist political prop, or as a fascist political prop. Really? What did Dungy do again? He stood there as a fascist political prop of Ron DeSantis. So that's what Keith Oberman thinks. Then this. From Jamila Hill, who is also formerly from ESPN, who is, by the way, one of the most crazy leftist people ever, said this about Tony Dungy's comments. Quote, fathers are extremely important, but yeah, that ain't how this works. If a father's in the home and can't find a job, then what? Unquote. He keeps looking. He keeps working to find one. He keeps working very hard to provide for his family. That's what a father is supposed to do. She, what is she trying to say? Is she trying to say that if a guy's a father, that he can't find a job, he should run away from his family? What she's saying is, I'm a psycho, <laughs> hose beast, no, like nut job, and I don't know diddly. Sounds like it. I don't know. She might be an L part of the L. I think she might be part of the LGBTQIA plus whatever whatever it is. Fathers are extremely important, but yeah, but that ain't how it works. It's not. It's not how it works. I thought that's how it worked. I'm pretty sure Tony Dungy was saying that's exactly what how it works. Whether the father has a job or not, his number one role is what fatherhood. Raise kids to be moral, productive, and God fearing. And when you're not there, you can't do that. That's all Tony, Dun- uh, Dun- uh, Tony Dungy is saying, and ESPN, former ESPN, Jamal Hill says it can't have that. Then there's this, Deadspin, which is, I heard it's a, like a, it's like a site for sports, I guess, Deadspin, said this, quote, Tony Dungy is constantly used as a prop by bigots. By bigots. 
So Ron DeSantis has this idea that fathers work. Tony Dungy loves it, comes to the podium on his own. No one put a gun to his head and made him do this. I guess they're saying that he was used as a prop by bigots. Unbelievable. Of course, Deadspin went on to say that Florida is arguably the worst state in the nation. Really? Really? Who's fleeing Florida? Anybody fleeing Florida? I think a lot of people going to Florida. And by the way, how is it the worst state in the nation? On what basis? Give me the, it has no income tax. I mean, it's the worst state in the nation. Have you looked at all the states in the nation? Tony, wow. Tony Dungy's reaction. Ready for this? Tony Dungy is, remember now, he's stepped into it. Should have never said anything about fatherhood. By the way, Christian father of 11. He has 11 kids. The first black coach to win a Super Bowl, in case you wanted to know the skin color and all the rest. I don't know if you know who Dungy, Tony Dungy is. Here's what Dungy said. He fired back and said, quote, two days ago, I spoke up on behalf of a Florida bill that supports dads and families, and that offended some people. 14 years ago, President Obama said the exact same thing verbatim. I'm assuming people were outraged at him, too. I am serving the Lord, so I'll keep supporting dads and families, unquote. What a disgusting human being he is. <laughs> How dare him? What? How dare him what to is say a, something I so close to Easter? I, I, <laughs> he could have said something How horrific about Easter. Oh, my gosh. You believe this? Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if we could have found the clip from Obama, we would have. That would have been something good to have, by the way. That would have been great. So Tony Dungy drops the mic. Perfect. So well, I'm sure the left was offended with Obama. No, no, they weren't because they know Obama didn't get this. Mean it. He didn't really have it in his heart. He just said those things. He wasn't really going to try to do those things. But see, you, Tony Dungy, you really have it in your heart. You want to do these things. You want to make sure kids have fathers. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, th is this an example? Is there a better example of how far we've come in our country that, that this is controversial? By the way, one of the top 10 things that have, have to happen for a government to become tyrannical and totalitarianism is to get rid of the family. Make no mistake, this is, this is an attack on the family. You see, your family isn't your father. Don't you people know this? Your family is Joe Biden. It's the federal government. It's not even a local government. It's Democrats who want you on their plantation who live in D.C., surrounded by a beltway, run by what they consider themselves to be kings and queens. You're the ultimate serf and peasant. You know, you heard Tony Dungy talk about going into prisons and these men that are in there because they're from fatherless homes. There's also women's prisons. Two inmates at an all-women's New Jersey prison are pregnant. In an all-women's prison. How is that possible? Well, uh, the only way it could should be possible is divine intervention. It should, you know, the only way it should be possible, but, you know, this is the prison community. Inside this prison in New Jersey are 27 transgender prisoners. 
that are men. Really? Really? How could, how could that even be? So this prison Jeez. in New Jersey Jeez. is not an all-women's prison. Oh, no, no. no. Yes, they are. You, Scott Richard, that is too. No, it's not. It's the only women's prison in the state does not require transgender inmates to proceed with reassignment surgery in order to be housed there. There's your answer to why there's two pregnant women. Now, wait a minute. And you're serious about this? 100% serious. It is a true story. This is complete chaos and insane. So apparently these transgender men who want to be women are probably pretty happy in their all-women prison. You mean these aren't really people struggling in men's bodies to be women? No, they're men on a mission. Unbelievable. All right, coming up. Clothes dryers are now an environmental hazard and more in 70 seconds. LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. The greatest living collection of freedom fundamentalists. Mojo Five-O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Identifying as lizard men from outer space, but only two days a week. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. If grace was a kingdom, I stopped at the gate, thinking I don't deserve to pass through after all the mistakes that I've made. Happy Easter. It is our Easter weekend outside the Capitol. So, Something big is happening with this Elon Musk guy. Now, I must tell you, I'm not a fan of Elon Musk. I never really have been. Um, he's not really a conservative on, on many levels at all. I've heard him argue about different things. And now he's doing something that I'm like, dang it, I like the guy. <laughs> Just like, what is he doing here? So he, he buys a majority stake in Twitter. He refuses to go on the board because if he goes on the board, he can't comment on uh, the company and make changes. So he says, I'm not going on the board. Quickly, they realize something else is up. So he offers to buy a premium stake on the shares to buy the entire company. So now Twitter has to decide what to do about this. So their board is meeting to decide if they're going to take this huge cash advance and run with it and say, wow, this is great. Or they're going to stand on principle 
Now, what's a company designed to do? A company is there to make money. You would thought Twitter's not. Twitter is a uh, political movement, you must understand. Now, it turns out that if Twitter, this is my knowledge of this, if Twitter decides not to accept the offer, their stock will crash. They know this. Elon Musk could sell his stock, and it would just tank. Then... Elon Musk could buy the company for pennies. <laughs> Essentially, what is going to happen is Elon Musk is going to own Twitter. This, this is going to happen. Okay? So, he own, you're right. He owns a majority stake of it. So, the left is, I mean, completely out of control. Here is a tweet <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, Max Boot. I don't know who Max Boot is, but here's what Max Boot said about this. Quote, I am frightened by the impact of society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less, unquote. Is that true? (laughs) You mean for the marketplace of ideas to succeed and become better, we need less thought about the marketplace of ideas? (laughs) I mean, who thinks this way? We need moderation and content moderation. Who does the moderation? I just, my hand in the air, may I approach the bench? Who would do the moderating? Which party do you think would be uh, right. more susceptible to seeing things the way you're saying they are seeing things? If, if the moderation, Max Boots' idea is government gets to moderate thought and speech. And Twitter, which, by the way, is one and the same, essentially. Now, here is MSNBC. MSNBC had a guest on, was talking about this. Listen to the, listen to the tone of the voice here. Elon Musk can, quote, unlock its potential. It's so tricky, Kara, because there are real and devastating consequences for using that platform to lie. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. It's just as troubling. There are real consequences. Are there? I mean, your, your network's on there every single night line. MSNBC, there's real-life consequences? No, there's not. You don't like it because there could be other thought other than yours. There are real and devastating consequences for using that platform to lie. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it. We've seen yes. it happen. I, I wonder, you know, when talking... I, that, I wonder, oh, gosh, this is just so painful. I, I wonder... You know, when talking about this, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. Oh, Elon Musk wants to buy it. But there are massive life and globe altering consequences. for Life and global alternating consequences from someone sending a tweet? Is that true? Is it that big a deal that Twitter could change the life and world global consequences? What would, who possibly could do that by sending a tweet? This is, I think, slightly overblown. I don't think that if free speech completely takes hold and people can say whatever they want, like like you can on so many other platforms, that it's a threat to the global world. I mean, you heard her in her gasps. I mean, this is pretty serious at her. I, I wonder... Wonder... 
you know, when talking about this, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. Oh, Elon Musk wants to yeah, buy it. But sure. there are massive life and globe altering, altering consequences for just letting people mm -hmm. run wild on the thing. Yes, 100%. But that's Facebook is really the, yeah. where the real action is in mm -hmm. that. Yeah, Facebook's blocked us too. And YouTube. Yeah, the consequences are too dire. Can government please step in and stop? This is what it's about. Don't make no mistake. This is what they want to have happen. They want the government to stop this. That was perfectly fine when Twitter was on the side of government. But if Elon Musk, as a private individual, buys the company's stocks and makes it private, that can't happen. You must understand this is the real issue. The issue is government has got to stop this, man. We can't let this thing go without moderation of content. We can't let people have free thought. We can't let Donald Trump have a Twitter account again. As if that made Why any not? difference. As if that made any difference to anything. The guy sent the most ridiculous tweets. And by the way, most people recognize it as such. Just forget it. Why do you? The left cannot stand another voice. Calling a comment on Twitter a tweet. Ridiculous enough. <laughs> That's right. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just sitting over here tweeting. Just tweeting. It's insane. It's, it's scary stuff, man, because this isn't just like someone's opinion going, well, I would like Twitter to be moderated. This is an attempt to have government moderate. This is why Twitter was so much a fan by the left, because Twitter actually went to people who disagree with the left and pulled stuff down. And if you if you can't... If you can't argue your case, which is why we couldn't get an I, I, Richard, we tried hard to get an atheist on this show this week. So hard. We can't get liberals to join us. We can't get atheists to join us. These that are the most. A, a lot in itself right there. These are the most loud, obnoxious people on the planet and on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, yet they can't join a simple show like ours. They object to doing that. I mean, most of them would send an email and go, no, I'm not interested. Or and I don't respond back by, why? You're massively interested in every other avenue, by the way, that only agrees with you. How about taking an avenue of not? I, if, if That'd so be more fun. Right. I mean, completely. Unless you're afraid. If you and I got a message from a liberal talk show or somebody to say, would you guys come on our show? I mean, you oh, and hell yes. I mean, we'd be tripping over ourselves to do it. Why, why, why can't the left do that? Why can we can't we get right now? I mean, you just <laughs> right. switch and we're on. Why, why can't the left join us? I mean, if you happen to be listening to the show and you're in the leftist perspective, you are welcome here. Any time you want to come on. Just send us an email, patriots at theleebrothers.com, or you can send us a Twitter, the Lee Brothers One, at the Lee, at the Lee Brothers One. That's our Twitter feed account, whatever it is. What's it called? Twitter account? Yeah. Name? Twitter name? I don't Place know. Place of tweeting. Apparently, we're huge tweeters. Tweet City. Tweet City. All right. It is uh, Easter weekend. In 70 seconds, we'll wrap it up. LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. Give us your poor, your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Mojo 5 
Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience, a unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. The Lee Brothers, practicing the First Amendment and using the Second, only when necessary. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, that is a wrap of the radio program. It's a wrap. It's a uh, yeah. potato ground beef and cheddar cheese wrap with your preferred toppings and such. That's interesting. I don't know if that was what I was thinking. Well, but that would be certainly. disgusting. All right, it is an amazing weekend, one that changed the course of history and mankind. It is uh, the very capstone and the arch of history where Christ himself... Uh, sacrificed himself for his sheep and then rose on the third day conquering sin and death for us. It's an amazing weekend. We hope that you have uh, cherished it and uh, it impacted your life. And in honor of um, Doc Thompson, is a founder of Mojo Five O, ended every one of his shows. What did we learn today? Richard, in the remaining seconds, what did we learn today? We learned that this is the most important weekend of the year, we learned that uh, atheists are a bunch of chickens. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, well, it is, and we did learn that. And we learned that uh, liberals could be chickens, too. And nobody wants to come and talk to us. Just a nice, polite conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to join us next week, liberal, puke, chicken, whatever, just call us. We'll be here waiting for you, and we'd love to have a nice conversation with you. We also learned that uh, there's massive evidence for the resurrection. Thank you, Dr. Ben C. Shaw, Amen. for Amen. joining us and giving us information about that book, The Case for the Resurrection. All right, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.